The Athletic. Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. It's Thursday, the 20th of July. I'm Michael Bailey. Jordan Henderson's move to Saudi Arabia is now all but done. But where does it leave his Liverpool legacy? People will feel let down by Jordan Henderson. And what's next for former Manchester City defender Benjamin Mendy? It felt like that was sort of the club and Mendy parting on good terms. This is the Daily Football Briefing with Michael Bailey. Today marks the start of the FIFA Women's World Cup, a month-long tournament down under, kicked off by co-hosts New Zealand and Australia playing their opening group games. The World Cup has been highly anticipated, it's now here, and it's poised to be a fantastic moment for the women's game. But on Thursday morning, there were reports of a serious incident in Auckland's central business district. As we record, the situation is still unclear, but there have been reports of injuries. Hi, I'm producer Michael Zimmerman. We were hoping to speak to our senior writer Meg Linehan tonight, but as you can imagine, the situation in Auckland has made that very difficult. What I can tell you is that Meg and the rest of the athletic team are all safe. The most up-to-date information we have right now is that police have confirmed that two people have died along with multiple injuries. Police have also said that the offender is deceased. The opening games kick off later today, and now here's Michael with the TV listings. And there is plenty awaiting you, providing you can bridge the time zones. You can catch the opening game of the tournament as New Zealand take on Norway. That kicks off at 3am Eastern Time on Fox or 8am UK Time on BBC One. So about now, if you're listening first thing in your British morning. Australia take on Ireland at 6am Eastern Time. That's on ITV One and Fox. That is followed by Nigeria against Canada, which you'll find on Fox from 10.30pm Eastern Time or the small hours of 3.30am on BBC Two in the UK. And if you've not lost track of time entirely by this point, then Friday starts early with the Philippines tackling Switzerland at 6am in the UK and 1am Eastern Time. That's on ITV1 and Fox Sports 1. Spain against Costa Rica follows at 8.30am UK time or 3.30am Eastern time on BBC Two and Fox Sports One. Don't worry, you can always scrub back a few seconds and write all that down. On yesterday's Daily Football Briefing, we mentioned the potential for more changes in Liverpool's midfield ahead of next season. Well, one of those changes has now taken a significant step towards completion. David Ornstein reported last night that Liverpool had reached agreement on a £12 million fee, that's $15.5 million plus add-ons, with Saudi Arabian club Al Etifak, who are managed by former Liverpool captain Steven Gerrard. Henderson had already agreed to a three-year contract worth close to £700,000 per week. The 33-year-old was not involved in the 4-2 friendly win over Karlsruhe yesterday and will now leave Liverpool's pre-season training camp in Germany to complete the move. Joining us is our Liverpool writer, Kiva O'Neill. Kiva, purely based on his time at Liverpool, where should Jordan Henderson rank in the club's history? I think for a number of years now he's ranked, you know, right up there among 
Liverpool's greatest ever players and greatest ever captains. You know, for some people, he will be right up there in terms of that because of the trophies he's helped Liverpool win and Jurgen Klopp's time at the club. 12 years later, he's, you know, a Premier League winner, a Champions League winner. He was a, a driving force on the pitch. And, and I think, you know, that gave fans a lot of hope and comfort a lot of the time. It's like, well, Jordan Henderson's on the pitch. He'll fix it or get them going. Henderson has been a vocal supporter of LGBTQI plus rights and now he is set to play football in a country where those rights don't exist. Does this move to the Saudi Pro League taint Henderson's legacy among Liverpool supporters? I think for a lot of people it will and you know a lot of people that I've been chatting to in the past few days will feel that you know because he was such an advocate and such a a pioneer and ally that this will taint you know, his time at Liverpool and it will be difficult to sort of enjoy. I think, you know, that's what's upset, you know, a lot of Liverpool fans that I've been chatting to and, you know, people that have reached out to me after the, the piece that we put out, just sort of going through that kind of emotion, I guess, and sort of feeling let down in a way. I've had some really nice messages from people and obviously, you know, I think that's why we do what we do because we need to speak about certain topics and this has been an important one and obviously you know I think people will feel let down by Jordan Henderson this just feels like a real sort of U-turn from the values that a lot of Liverpool fans felt you know he showed over such a long time at the club We'll wrap it up back on the football Uh, it does also leave a vacancy at Liverpool who would you like to see follow Jordan Henderson as Jurgen Klopp's captain? I think there's like about four or five players that spring to mind straight away. So you've got kind of like Virgil van Dijk, obviously Trent Alexander-Arnold. I think Mohamed Salah as well would be up there. Alisson, Andy Robertson. I think they're the players that sort of spring out to me straight away. I think Virgil van Dijk feels like the obvious choice. Trent Alexander-Arnold feels maybe like an exciting one more so that like almost when Gerard was given the captaincy by Gerard Houllier many years ago and you know what he went on to achieve at the club you kind of feel like you know Trent Alexander-Arnold's already achieved so much what could he do with a, a captain's armband and that is definitely something you know he spoke about in the past and something he's dreamed to do so that could be you know quite a fitting moment for him I think to, to lead Liverpool out as, as the club's captain. You're listening to the Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. It was Friday that former Manchester City defender Benjamin Mendy was found not guilty of one count of rape and one of attempted rape at Chester Crown Court. Five days later, the 29-year-old had secured a new club signing a two-year deal with Ligue 1 side Lorient. Mendy had not played for Manchester City since August 2021 following his suspension and his contract at the club expired at the end of June. Laura Williamson is deputy editor at The Athletic. Laura, why has this case been so controversial? Well, Benjamin Mendy was um, remanded in custody for a period ahead of um, a trial that began in August 2022 um, and ended up lasting six months. After that case, um, Mendy was found not guilty of um, six counts of rape and another of attempted rape, um, but the jury could not reach a verdict on those two final counts that you've just alluded to. Um, So he was 
sent back out on bail again and um, then had a two-week trial again at Chester, um, which concluded on Friday with him being found not guilty of those final two counts. Um, So he is a completely free man, clearly in the eyes of the law, but an elite footballer who has not played elite football for two years. Is it a surprise Mendy has found a new club so quickly? Honestly, I don't think it is. I think We've seen the sort of outpouring of support from footballers um, for him over the weekend, and that sort of paving the way for a return to the game. That he would be he would be welcome certainly in some quarters. We became aware at the beginning of this retrial that um, he had offers on the table um, from from clubs in in countries around Europe and beyond. Um, I am surprised that um, it's a French club, to be honest, and such a such an elite club. I thought he um, he might need to go elsewhere to sort of rebuild his, his his reputation a little bit, and also to you know just to play again. But deep down, honestly, it felt inevitable that once cleared and found not guilty, he was going to be playing um, high level football pretty soon. I mean, he's only twenty nine after all. And finally, are we expecting any further ramifications between Mendy and Manchester City? I don't think we are. City um, continued to select and play Mendy after he was first arrested and it wasn't until um, he was formally charged by police that they suspended him. A couple of months later, um, Mendy said, what well, he told the court during the first trial, that they stopped paying him in September 2021. But his bail conditions and also he served a period of time in, in jail during that period meant he couldn't fulfil his um, contract as a professional footballer. Um, City didn't have anyone in court um, to represent them during the trial either, but um, Pep Guardiola did make what was actually quite a surprise appearance as a character witness um, in which he spoke about Mendy as a as a good boy um, and said, you know, what he gets up to when he's not playing football is nothing to do with me. Um, but it felt, it felt like that was sort of um, the club and Mendy parting on good terms, I think. That's all from us. If you're enjoying these episodes, make sure you subscribe. And if you could drop us a review, that would be great too. I'm Michael Bailey and the Daily Football Briefing will be back tomorrow. The Athletic.